That was brilliant. Thanks for coming. Yeah, no problem. <clears throat> See you next week. Today, I'm from A to Ziggy. Cactus. Oh! Welcome to From A to Ziggy, the podcast where we talk about every single David Bowie song in alphabetical order. My name is Travis. My name is Thomas. And today we're talking about cactus, and we are heading out onto the seas. Out on the high seas. This is our first sea Low song. seas. Because we're, we're just starting out. We're just starting out. We're, but we are heading out to the seas. Actually, it's not low. It's Young Americans. No, it's ah, not low. It's Totally messed you up. You are an episode ahead. Yeah, we're going to heathen. What song is this? What day is this? This is... Who am I? <laughs> What's going on? Uh, yeah, this song is from Heathen. And from Surfer Rosa. What? What, what does it all mean? Tell, this is a cover song. Tell me about this. Surfer Rosa. So... This song is originally by a little band from Boston, Massachusetts called the Pixies. If you are of a certain age, you probably know the Pixies as that band your cool cousin listened to that you didn't know about because you were like nine and you liked that Nirvana song on the radio. This is very No, this is actually not my life. This is how I... This is theoretically... This is basically how the Pixies existed in the 1980s and everybody early 90s. Was, everybody was nine years old. Basically, they were, they were the band that the cool kids listen to, the cool older kids who were, who were up on things. And they're kind of, they are forebearers of the alternative rock movement. Surfer Rosa was their first major album, their first full-length album. 1980... Uh, 1989. Nine. And this one has, it, it's, it's got some pretty classic Pixies tunes on it. Uh, gigantic and... Uh, Where's My Mind and Broken Face, Bone Machine, which is a super weird song that opens up the album. Yeah, the Pixies are great. They're awesome. But so they're a very, they're a kind of uh, like offbeat band. They're kind of, they're known for their loud, quiet, loud dynamic. And they have two main singers, uh, Frank Black and Kim Deal. So that's a neat little like male-female dynamic that uh, makes for some very interesting, very interesting harmonies because they're both kind of, they're not particularly gifted singers. Hmm. They're good at what they do. It's perfect for what they do. So, a thing of note about them that should endear them to this broadcast, and I feel like you'll appreciate this, is so they were known for being kind of a quirky band, and one of their weird quirks they would do was sometimes they would play their set list in alphabetical order. Is that right? That is right. Now, where did they get that idea? I don't know. Because nobody could have ever imagined doing something in alphabetical order. Right? They didn't have the technology to unscramble the alphabet in the 1980s. Yeah. So that's the Pixies. The Pixies. They're a, uh, so they're a surf band, right? They are, they surf um, music? Surfer Rosa? There's surf influences. There's some kind of like a, like a surf, like the main lick to the, to Cactus is kind of like a, like a bluesy surf rock lick. Hmm. It's got a little bit of that, a little bit of psychedelic rock, a lot of elements of punk, and then just some good old fashioned noise. So a post, sort of a postmodern genre blending. Yeah. Alternative predecessor, precursor. Yeah. Were you familiar with this song before? Um, I episode. was vaguely familiar with it just from like putting it on Spotify and be like Pixies on Shuffle or just listening to this album. But like, I didn't really like, I didn't listen to it, listen to it until this podcast rolled around. The Pixies version in particular. Yeah. Well, the Pixies version, I knew a little bit more. Yeah. The Bowie version, I didn't know. <clears throat> so yeah, it's, it starts out with, uh, with this strumming guitar, right? Yeah. And then, and then you've got Frank Black. Is it Frank Black or Black Francis? Both. 
Except that's not his real name. He's, he's not actually a no, Frank. No, his, his real name is, where is it? Charles something? Charles something the fourth. Uh, the fourth? Charles oh. Thompson the fourth. <laughs> nah. So he went by Black Francis and or Frank Black. Okay. And he's kind of, yeah, so he's got this kind of like quivering hmm. nature to his voice when he starts singing the song. It's like an unsettling quiver, which yeah. is something he does very well. Yeah. Um, you, you know when you hear someone singing, you're like, that person's definitely smirking while they're doing this. Like, they're very smirky and just, mm. like, offbeat. But yeah, so he, has this, he comes in this, like, very quivering, unsettling, singing about how he's sitting on, the, on a cement floor wishing he had just something that you wore. Now, what's this all about? The cement floor. I picture just, like, a dark room. Do you think of, like, a, a dungeon, like a it basement? It does feel like a dungeon or a basement. Like a prison yeah. cell, a jail cell, or some... He's... And and it's alone. He's he's a. It seems like he's sort of isolated. It doesn't, yeah, doesn't seem like a very social kind of atmosphere. No, and he's he's missing somebody. He's longing for, not even just the person, but uh, just anything that they were wearing, a dress or a shirt or something. Not typically a way someone would sing about that kind of feeling. Yeah, usually you yeah. long for the person. Yeah. Right. This is more of a, it almost feels like a fetish thing. Yeah. Because he wants, wants her to run around in the summer sun and sweat in the dress and send it to him. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird thing. Well, <laughs> um, it's a thing. Yeah. No judgment. But it, it kind of speaks to where music was going around that time. Was, alternative music was kind of coming about as a reaction to where popular music was in the 80s, and, which is very similar to where it is now, where most of the messages and songs are like, dancing at parties is fun, I like parties. So... Alternative rock was kind of wanted to dabble in darker sounding subject matter. Songs that talked, you know, there was always references of death and disease and mm. un- unsettling, unpleasant things. Mm. And, and, and God, how I wish we had that now. But uh, you're not a fan of the uh, the modern pop oh radio. God, most of it's so terrible. Like I, I do get that like old man fist shaking. Like this isn't even music. This is computers talking about going to the club and drinking. I don't have time for this. Have you seen that video series, uh, what's it called? Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared? I've heard about it, but I haven't checked it out yet. I've heard it's kind of dark. There's one about a computer, where the computer sings, and the computer... What it is, it's, it's, like, it's like this puppet show, and there are different should-be inanimate objects that come to life and start singing a, an educational song to the puppets, and the song always takes a dark turn somewhere in the middle. And uh, one of them is a computer, and it sings, I'm a computer. And, and all about what it's like to be a computer. And it, it has the auto-tune voice. It's really funny. <laughs> it's great. literally a computer singing. It's, and it's very pet, uh, poppy. It's a very catchy song, too. That's actually what I say every time I hear a pop song. I'm like, that's literally a computer singing. Yeah. But anyways, so yeah, this song kind of speaks to the nature of alternative music at that time, where it is kind of feelings that have been expressed many times before in songs. Everyone's talked about missing someone. Everyone's talked about longing. Not everyone's wanted to have a sweaty dress sent to them. Sweaty, bloody, the grosser the better. With food spilled food. all over it. Food and wine. Yeah. Is this song in this form of a letter? It seems it's it feels directed like a letter. At, at someone, at a you. And then in uh, Bowie's version, he signs off. It sounds like he sort of signs his name sort of after the third verse. So in the original Pixies version, they do a very similar thing. So in the, in the David Bowie version in Heathen, after the third verse, third verse, he spells out David. So in the Pixies version, in that same spot, they spell out Pixies 
as an homage to T-Rex. Not Frank Black. Not, not Frank, Frank Black. Or not Black. He stood like there. Not Charles. Not Charles Black Francis Frank Black. He just stood there like, this is effing stupid. I can't believe they're doing this. <laughs> really? No, he's so he's not singing it? He is not singing it. He did thought he, it was dumb. He didn't like it? He didn't he like the whole did thing. not like it. It's. I noticed it's really, it's mixed really down low in the uh, mix. You don't really hear it. Yeah, you really have to strain. I didn't notice it for a long, long time. So when David Bowie was performing it on Jay Leno's show, did you get a chance to watch that the video? The Tonight with, Show with, Yeah, with version? Moby. Yeah, with Moby. Which was interesting. It's, it was just such a nice little, it's again one of those like time capsule things. Like, Good pals. Oh, 2002, Moby. Of course Moby's there. Good pals, Bowie and Moby. But so in the middle of it, instead of spelling David, he spells out Frank. Or Black. Black. He spells Frank. out Black, right. Spells out Black. And then he says, Charlie! Yeah. So then when uh, the Pixies covered David Bowie's cover of the Pixies at that, at that uh, benefit concert. The tribute concert. Tribute show. The music of David Bowie in New York City, right? Yeah. The Pixies spelt out Bowie. So there's no one version. No, it, it has evolved in, in a way that must really hurt Frank Black's soul every time. Just see how this, this, this concept has been taken and run with. Surely he's he's come to terms with it. He's sort of come to accept it because it's a part of the song. Now, yeah, I'm right? sure he's... It's it, a collaborative thing. At least numb to it at this point. At least numb. At the, least. It's the best you can... Yeah. It's the best you can hope for when your art gets... Uh, contaminated by yeah. the, the committee process of writing is to become numb to it. Yeah. Like you ever hear that? Uh, I, I'm not sure 100% how true this is. I remember reading it on a website years ago. You know on uh, the version of Revolution that's on the White Album? That's, so that's the one that was acoustic, right? Yeah, the slower down. version. Okay. Yeah. Revolution 1. Revolution 1. I learned that by listening to Alphabetical, by the way. Yes, thanks, Alphabetical. So in... John Lennon says, don't you know that you can count me out? Paul McCartney, right in the background, you hear him say, in. Right. Because that was like right when they were all starting to hate each other. Yeah. And then there's one part in... It's, uh, with, it's the part about destruction. Yeah, right? when you talk about destruction, don't you know that you can count me out? In. And that's the remake of Revolution, right? It, yeah, I think that's the one that came... I think it came second. Yeah. And so there was another point on uh, the White Album. I want to say it was in Martha, My Dear. Uh, there's a part where you can hear in the back, like this, it gets really quiet, and you can hear John Lennon go, Because <laughs> Martha, my dear, is about a dog. Yeah. Um, so and John Lennon wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> not a dog person. Um, was he a cat person? He was just not a Paul McCartney person at was that he point. Cat people? <laughs> he may have been cat people. Other, speaking of the Beatles, I don't know. I think this is a song that's in the form of a letter. But I looked, I looked for other songs that were like in the form of a letter. Because he signs his name. That's, that's what makes me think of it. He signs his name and then there's a, there's a postscript as well, which gets stranger than even the, uh, the, the ones that preceded it. So I, I looked for uh, some other songs that are in the form of a letter. The Beatles, P.S. I Love You. Uh, also the Beatles, Paperback Writer, Dear Sir or Madam. The, one, the first one that came to my mind when I tried to think of it was uh, the theme song to the 80s sitcom Dear John. <laughs> I remember very little about that show. That's, that's the only thing that... I, I think that's... If, if, that ha if they were rebooting Dear John, I think that may be one of the catch lines on TV. What? I vaguely <laughs> remember that show, says the Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> that was the only one I could remember, actually, uh, off the top of my head, but Googling it, I did find more of the zombies, like the, the song Care of Cell 44. Another kind of odd, a song with an odd twist, because uh, 
it's someone writing a letter, someone's coming back from a, a long absence, and then at the end of the song, it turns out that they're coming from prison. That was pretty scandalous back in the 60s. Mm. Stan by Eminem. Oh, I remember song. Stan. Uh... What else? Mother Mother by Tracy Bonham. Oh, I love that song. That's one of my yeah. absolute favorite songs from that era. Every, Every time I make a mix of songs that I love from the mid-90s, that song is always on there, and I play the crap out of it. Speaking of uh, the Pixies' signature sounds, another loud, quiet, loud, quiet. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know if you remember this one. Hello, Mutta, Hello, Fada. Oh, yes. Uh, and then, of course, uh, last one, Letter to Hermione by... Mr. David Bowie. That's what I got. Can you think of any off the top of your head? I know this is rather late notice yeah. to spring this on you. Oh, man, I'm going to think of so many later on, yeah. too. Without the benefit of Google. I mean, that's part of the fun, though, is like just sit there. Yeah, yeah. And... I racked my brain all I could come up with yeah. with Dear John. Oh, man. You know what? I'll have to try and remember and then post them to the page. Yeah, write them down. Yeah. Yeah, send, send, send it in. Would Oh Darlin count? Oh Darlin feels like he's writing a letter. This is the Beatles song? Yeah. Maybe? I don't remember how the lyrics go. Oh, darling, please believe me. I'll never do you no harm. Uh, believe me when I tell you. I'll never... I'm probably mixing up lyrics. Believe me when I tell you this letter was written by Jarn. Yeah. For Paul. Those are the words. Yeah. Yeah. P.S. I'm breaking up the band. So, one thing I noticed about this song is the progression of things that, this, that the singer wants from the person to remind them. And there's, there's sort of a progression of uh, increasing intimacy. So like there's the clothing, which is the thing that, you know, covers a person. Yeah. The, that which covers their body, covers the skin. And then there's uh, sweat is the second verse, which is that which escapes from the skin, from within. And then there's uh, food and wine, which is- There's blood? Wait, wait, wait. There's food and wine, that which is, ingested into the body from outside and then finally there's blood he wants some blood and that's that which is supposed to be contained and not escape from the body your thoughts maybe i'm overthinking this yeah i don't need to think about it that way I just it's like <laughs> it's like driving into the uh the person that that's missed oh man yeah that you just made a dark song even darker yeah which, knowing what I know of songs that Frank Black writes, that would not be completely off in left field. Like that, that could be a pretty viable theory. So uh, this song, the Bowie version, uh, Bowie plays all the instruments except for the bass. He even does the drums, uh, which is interesting. It's his own, his, apparently the only recorded drum performance of David Bowie hmm. on his records. Which that's got to be pretty rad if you're the Pixies, because obviously they had to be Bowie fans growing up. Because how many times have we been listening to old Bowie songs? And, then, and I've been like, oh, this sounds like something the Pixies would have really dug. I bet the Pixies were inspired by this. So, you know, to have a band that you have an artist that inspired you so much, cover one of your songs and have that artist play every single instrument on that song, except for one. And, that, and then play it basically as a straight cover, not even just like making it the Bowie version of, like, not like he did with Across the Universe, where it's like, it's a Bowie version of a Beatles tune. This is basically just straightforward cactus. Yeah. Bowie doing how the Pixies do. You can feel more of the surf rock in the, in the Bowie version. 
And you can feel more of the T-Rex influence in the Bowie version. Yeah. In fact, because uh, it, it's darn near getting to become Bang a Gong. He just slightly changes the way that the guitar is played. Yeah. And if you listen, if you see the uh, performance from a reality tour, the recording that was made from that, that's during the bridge or after the bridge. He sort of halfway goes into Bang a Gong for just a measure or two, starts singing it. Anything else to say about Cactus? I think we got it all. So, uh, how many, uh, what are the things on a cactus called? Uh, quills? 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 Do ca- cactus, cactus have uh, quills? needles? Are these needles? needles? Cactus needles? Yeah, let's go with needles. I, I would give this three and a half cactus needles. It's, it's a damn good song. from a, oh, It's from two really good albums. Not too many songs can say they're from two really good albums. Hmm. Although I will say, and I'm dodging the, the lightning bolts, I will say, in terms of where each album ranks in the canon of the artists that put them out surfer rose is probably the better you prefer the album the pixies version yeah oh no well yeah i mean i do i do like the original version a bit better but what would you give the pixies version pixies version if i'm ranking it against other pixie songs i'd probably go three and a half or a four three and a half or four but but three and a half for the bowie version three and a half steady for the bowie version yeah um i like that he plays straight through but it is always interesting to hear him put a super bowie spin on it you get some of those like sound effects a little bit in the in the build, like towards the end where it really kind of when we get to the climax of the With song, the, the synthesizer is the background thing. Yeah, I like the song. Okay, I, it's it's fun on Heathen, but I don't really see myself going to it when I'm not listening to the album. I give it a three. I like it. <laughs> I can't say I dislike it at all, um, but it's not it's not like four or five territory for me. Yeah. Three cactus quills. Cactus needles. Cactus whatever they... Needles. Cactus needle quills. Yeah, needle quills. That that plus or minus 0.5 points is kind of adjusting for alt-rock fanboying. Alt-rock fanboying? Yeah. Yeah. But as a David Bowie song. As a David Bowie song, I'll stick with three and a half. Okay. So three and a half? Three? Yeah. I mean, when you stack... Especially when you stack it against late era Bowie. Mm -hmm. But on its own. Yeah. On its own. Three and a half. On its own. Three and a half. Uh, well, that's probably going to do it for uh, Cactus, yeah? Yeah. Um, I say that's probably going to do it for Cactus, right? Yeah. So. I say, Travis. I say. That's probably going to do it for Cactus, right? Travis. What? Uh, can you hear me? Oh, oh, kind of, kind of. <laughs> you get that, get that, get the Cactus <laughs> out of your ear. <laughs> You've got a Cactus, cactus in your ear. In my ear. All this pantomime is totally lost on the, on the listeners right now. That's right. Listener, you can imagine that... It's like I'm pulling a really long quill out of my ear. Oh, audio miming. This is... That's, uh, that's early Bowie level miming. Yeah, thank you. Turns out you can hear me. Yes, the next song is uh, that very question. Posed without a question mark. Yes. Can you hear me? Until then, you can check us out on Facebook and on Twitter. You can subscribe on iTunes and through the Stitcher app. Leave a uh, review and a rating on iTunes. Help us uh, get the word out. Tell a friend. If you have a friend that might listen to uh, a podcast such as this one, let them know about it. Yeah, until, uh, until next time. I am Thomas. And I am Travis. And this is our awkward ending. Do you remember a guy that's been? It's such a-
It's going through my head right now. I don't remember how it went. I don't want to sing it. It's okay. You don't have to. I'll Thanks. go on YouTube later if, I, if I'm really hurting to remember what the Dear John I'll just, theme song sounded like. I'll just edit in the, uh, the theme song right now and just pretend that I'm singing it. Okay.